Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017, a podcast about a podcast called Ghostwatch 2016, which is about Kamen Rider Ghost. I have made both podcasts, I'm sorry. (laughs) This is a confession. Yeah. In in case of an apology, uh, I have brought two friends here uh, to witness witness my shame and uh, offer me encouragement. Uh, They are Adam Wasserman. Ganbate. And Alexi Peppers. Howdy. I was offering encouragement. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm actually going to fall on the side of uh, you should be ashamed. Oh. <laughs> oh you got <laughs> one, one of each. Uh-huh, I feel like I need to balance. Bad co-host. <laughs> like good co-host, bad co-host. Exactly. All right. Okay, we have to do the counting thing. Are we all ready for this? Oh, no, I don't remember the name of the episode at all. I listened to it last week. Okay, so three, two, <laughs> one. Episode 27, <laughs> Deep Taco. In episode 27, Taco and PB go on a field trip to hell. Akari and Onari and QB are in a slump. Sweat Brewer makes some new friends. That's not all that happens to sweat ever. I did it. Sony already. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving, Coriander is back. The bestest host that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta fun, rehashing a show that still isn't done. Enjoy the unseen with Ghost Watch 2017. So I thought that would be a, like a flawless intro, and I realized I should have been like, and now the intro song. Yes, yeah, I, I did. Well, talk you could do that next time. Okay, noted. Noted. Before before we get to the episode stuff, do you, do you remember like ten episodes ago when we missed it, when when an episode didn't record? Uh, yes. And I said, and that was the episode where I, where I revealed the secret origin of Ghostwatch twenty sixteen, and I said that if we got requests or any requests to prove that we had <laughs> listeners, I would I would redo it since it got missed. We got two requests. Yeah. Holy yeah, yeah we did. Which means we yeah, have at least listeners? three listeners. Oh my yes. god. Because I listen to the podcast too. I I also technically listen to it. Oh, so four. I yeah. What about you, Alexi? Do you listen to your own podcast? Sometimes. Not all of them, but some of them. All right. I listened to the ones recently because they were the ones where I talked about my mom's backstory and I was like, ah, right. how much should I be apologizing to my mom? <laughs> and how do you feel about my uh, careful editing? I think it's fine. I think it worked out. I didn't, My mom I didn't listen to it yet. I'm behind. But so we have two listeners who are not us. Uh, yeah, yes. at least. Wow. I feel like should I send should I send this message back in time to them <laughs> in the next episode? Do you feel which is I think eighteen? No, <laughs> so no, I, can no I think we it, should wait. I can 10 keep episodes. it in this episode. Yeah. Keep it in this episode, but also in like a telegram from the future. We can we can be like, hey, your voice has been heard. Your patience will be rewarded. <laughs> we apologize for all the middle bit where we didn't think we had any listeners. Well, you know, we have okay. we have a lot of we have a big buffer on this this show, 
So it takes us a while. I also don't know what episode we finally did actually reveal the reason. It was I don't think we did. 16. I think 16 is the one that we missed. Like, yes. Or the one that, that didn't record. And that's the one we revealed it in. And then 17 was the one where I said people should tell us if they wanted to hear it. So that yes. was like 10 episodes. No, I th- I'm pretty sure we did actually reveal at some point the reason. On the episode that didn't get aired, yes. No, I, I, well, no. I, I have a second memory. <laughs> well, it's it's Wait, an, Alexi, it's Alexi do you know? If Alexi knows, Alexi, then we've done it. No, was Alexi there. was there for the episode we recorded that didn't record. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we need, we, we need a listener. Quick, we need, we need a fourth party. Thing, yes, we would need a fourth, an impartial fourth party who also listens to this podcast. But has listened to the episodes we haven't uploaded yet, so it's going to be yes. really tricky. Hmm. You want to invite another person to all of our recordings. You want to schedule a fourth <laughs> adult. But they don't get to talk, they just have to listen. A confident adult. Gandalf has been there the whole time. Gandalf. Yeah. Gandalf. <laughs> Did we reveal the secret? I feel like just in case we didn't, you should do it, Adam. Yeah. Reward these two people. That's, that's what I think. One of whose name is also Adam. So I really feel strongly about this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think the other one's name was Paul. I don't remember. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I think Paul is, is another one. Okay. Thank you, Adam, and possibly Paul. I almost for, said you're welcome. For being there for us. <laughs> I mean, also thank you, Adam. Oh, yeah. Wait, Adam, you can still, on behalf of the listeners, accept things, you know, as oh, okay. one of the listeners of your own podcast. That's true. A listener who's two episodes behind. So what is this what? origin of Ghost of 2016? Do you remember, Alexi? Oh, I feel like this is a test. <laughs> it is. It's totally a test. Yeah. <laughs> It's exactly again, what it is. If, what if we have like the Mandela effect going on? What if this is the Berenstain Bears universe? Oh, God. Uh, no, I, I know that we talked about it once and that it was a particular scene that Adam showed it to Corey. And I think that's how things started. But I don't remember anymore what scene it was. Yeah, I showed her. I Well, what, what happened was I tweeted uh, a clip of uh, Necrom transforming because uh, I thought his henshin device was ridiculous and i said something along the lines of that it was like peak impracticality and then Corey saw it sold me on the series because i love that so much in retrospect it may have misrepresented the show slightly yes nothing else in the show is as good as necrob's transformation device yeah it feels so random to me that that's the one thing. There's been so much in this show. There's like cat and ghost. It's on his arm. It's on like it's like a pit boy on his forearm. It's huge and it's a, it it's a microscope and eyedropper. Okay, then he has to swivel up into position and then hit a button on the side to deploy the eyedrop. It's not even a belt. And no, it's on his arm. And then he has to hit another button on the top to like blink the eye, I think. And then then he can transform. Like imagine having to walk around wearing that all day. I don't even. 
No, that is true. There are, there are like stranger things and things that I feel like would draw me into the show more. And like, there are just so many outlandish things like the quadcopter jacket. But in terms but of seen, like, I've seen other common writers. Impracticality, yeah. it is true. Well, yeah, that's something that I, I don't have the perspective on. It's, it's the, just so Byzantine. The quadcopter, the quadcopter backpack is highly practical. It is, except for the first of all, you can fly because you're not dead in a ghost. You can fly when you're not dead in a ghost. And you have the power of Houdini, the escape artist. Listen, there's, I can think of off the top of my head, a minimum of two common riders that get into like, like giant rope, like mech suits that their heads are sticking out of that are very, that are much larger than themselves. And so to me, like a quadcopter backpack doesn't even register. It's the fact that it is Houdini and also that they can already fly. Yeah. Spectre can't. I mean, I don't know how he got onto the roof for that kick in the first scene he showed up in. <laughs> and why can't he? Because we found out he's not a stairs. real boy anyway. He's also some kind of ghost or icon. He was not a real boy. But we didn't know that, and anything the audience doesn't know isn't true. Yeah, especially <laughs> on this show. <laughs> Sorry, you got me there. I don't know. I've just seen I've seen a lot of Common Rider, and most of the stuff in Ghost doesn't even register as weird to me, comparatively. I mean, when you've seen Gaim, it's just you know, just like oh, yeah, okay, he's got a oh, bless. Sure, bless. I'm so good. It's like, oh, this man is alive as long as he's wearing a glove. The glove is another person. Oz is so good. Uh, uh, yeah, I love Oz. Hey, hey, Alexi, did you know that all street vending machines can transform into motorcycles? <laughs> I forgot about that. <sighs> But only if you're part of a secret organization. I I do as much as I like. I love Onari, and you know, generally I'm enjoying Common Rider. But as this one thing that this podcast has taught me is that I feel like I was tricked, and this is not the Common Rider to watch. You're definitely tricked. <laughs> I didn't know any better. It was cruel to take advantage of my ignorance and make me watch the bad Common Rider. Hey, I knew better, and I'm still here. Yeah, he watched it before I did. Yeah. He could have warned me and stopped all of this. You're the originator of all of it, Adam. I didn't even notice how, like, not great it was until I listened to Ghostwatch 2016. I'm like, yeah, you guys have a good point. When you're just watching it, like, week to week, it's not, and you don't have to talk we, about it afterwards. You can just let it, it go by. Week. Well, you know what I mean, though. Like a regular show. Okay, yes. Not like a show you have to comment on, so you have to really pay attention. I just, you know, like a lot of TV, I just sort of like let it let it happen. And I'm okay with that. What kind of garbage are you putting into your body? Uh, you don't don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. Most of the shows I watch are okay. I have I have a baseline, but but I out of let's say ten, how would you rate the show? Like on a common writer scale or on a regular scale? A regular scale. Oh. This is for the listeners. I can make my own opinions. I'm going to say like four. Ow. Yeah. Ow. Yeah, like a four. 
So oh, that sounds about right. So um, on a common writer scale, like five. It gets a little bit. It gets a little bit of wiggle room for just being a show that I was going to watch regardless of quality. Like I watched all of Blade and I hated it. So. Yeah, but you told me you hated it, so I'm not planning to watch it anytime soon. No, but I could have like I could have gone like you know what, this is a common writer show I don't like. I will not watch 48 episodes of it, but I watched all of it and a movie. I still have to watch that movie. Which the the ghost movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, are you going to watch the the post ghost episode, the direct to DVD? Sure. All right. I mean, if you guys want to do that, well, I've watched it. I've watched it already, so it's really yeah, Alexi's so problem. What? It's it's the same podcast as this podcast has always been, where you've seen the things <laughs> yeah. in advance of me, and I watched them for the show, and, and I've mostly forgotten. Had, uh, had to be here for reasons. Yeah, yeah. Alexi's just here. <laughs> Traditionally, Ghost Watch is a three-person podcast. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> third person. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry to complete so, try So, like, I don't know. Kate, Kate figured the role was like, oh, that of the naive person. But little did she know it was the sacrifice required for <laughs> the episode. Someone had to had to be in pain for this program to exist. So we're Cenobites now. Yeah. Uh, which one? I don't know. Do we get to pick? I want to be the the one using his head. The Cenobite OCs? Oh. Oh. Because, like, I don't know. Whatever. Pinhead? The first one. Yeah, Pinhead. Classic. All right. That would make sense. You're running the show. Right. Okay. Alexi, which Cenobite do you want to be? (laughs) I wasn't even following until you got the Pinhead. And I was like, Okay. This is still a, a swath of popular culture I have never seen and have no understanding of. So you're but, just the one who opened hey. the puzzle box then? I guess, right. yeah. You do like puzzles. I do like puzzles. And I am in the role of the naive one. Do you like the thing? Is the yeah, thing concept? Like? Wait, like the movie or the, the Fantastic the Four member? Oh, you're right. I didn't Ooh, I've been that. reading Fantastic Four. But it's a valid question. You're right. I meant the movie The Thing yes. because we're talking about the movie what Hellraiser. Yes. yes. Oh, that and Hellraiser I have two not and seen three. The Thing either, but from what I know of it, I respect it. But I have not seen it. I got into um, horror movies a little bit like last year. I think it sometimes kind of helps as a distraction mm-hmm. to be extremely afraid for a reason. So... Like I, went I through like the Cube trilogy and Hellraiser, and turns out I really like them. Oh. Just as like old timey movies. Are the other Cube movies any good? Nope. I don't think so. Uh, Cube Zero, whatever, is real bizarre because aliens. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I did not see that coming. Yeah. I thought it was going to be cool. Turns out, just technology. Hmm. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> I still hate the blob. Uh, so deep taco. Yeah. yeah. This podcast about a podcast. <laughs> hey, we're 16 and a half minutes in. Maybe we should talk about the show. <laughs> Just putting it out there. 
don't tell them that. I could cut as much out as I want. Not anymore, unless you cut that part. I right. So you're ruining. <laughs> yeah, you could cut every the magic minutes and forty eight seconds. Every minute, I <laughs> shall announce how many minutes it's been, just to make more work for you. Listen, we're here as witnesses, and we're going to keep Corey honest. It has to all be on record. Seventeen minutes. This time, I do feel like I have more to say about the podcast than the show. Well, it's not that I have a lot to say. I mostly just approve of the. There was the whole shipping conversation, mm-hmm. which okay. for what I don't. I, okay, wait. Who did we ship? Uh, well, there was a lot of disagreement. There was, I believe, shipping of Taco and Spectre, and then there was a suggestion to ship. Or wait, no. Who was it? Yeah, Akari and Taco. Yeah. Which, Cora, you shut down, which I agreed with, because Taco is the worst and Akari deserves better. Right? Yes. The main point Akari I disagree with. Akari does deserve with, better. She does. Yeah. Taco has gotten better. Like, he's grown on me as the show has gone on. But he's still not a good fit for Akari. I ship Akari with Onari. This has been established. Yes. And it was said that uh, Makoto and Pretty Boy don't have chemistry, which I disagree with, because that is the other ship that I've been on about. Ah, I mean, Pretty Boy like held Makoto as he died and, and cried about it. Pretty Boy didn't cry when his own dad died. <laughs> he cried when Makoto died. It's true. Kind of half died, you know? Yeah. He, still he, cried. Still, he, he cried over his Makoto half dying and didn't cry. He cried over Makoto died. having to having to make a long trip back to Earth. That's right. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a good good area of conversation. If I have any kind of authority I can bring to this show, it's shipping opinions. Okay, lay lay it on me. Well, I mean, mostly I did. Akari and Inari belong together because they're both hot-headed and passionate in ways that are opposed. But what they would realize is that in the end, the fact that they're both passionate people unites them more than the way that their specific passion divides them. They've got a kind of Newton, Herman, Pacific Rim vibe going on. Uh, uh. <laughs> I was like, that was surprisingly deep. When you frame it that way... <laughs> I have a PhD in Newton Herman shipping. <laughs> you do. And Makoto and Pretty Boy, they've got the like shared trauma and intense bonding experience of when Makoto spent all this time in Gnome Hell. And, you know, as Pretty Boy has been learning how to have feelings, he's been doing it with Makoto. They've been through a lot together, and I think that that brings them, brings them close. I definitely ship all the latex boys with each other. <laughs> that is that is inappropriate, Adam. <laughs> you guys started it. Oh, I was so glad that you Wait, have the latex to- boys shown up? Yeah, this, yes, this is the this first is the latex episode. boys episode. Oh no! no! It's all latex boys from here on out. <laughs> oh no! Okay, wait, please, Alexi, talk about the episode. <laughs> okay. The latex boys were definitely an important portion. <laughs> the gone misers or gnome misers. I can't believe that the gnome miser is a real thing that I'm going to have to talk about. I don't think they keep saying it. 
No, we didn't. Oh, okay. Well, it turns right, out then. they're not gnomes. Okay. I was glad that you guys confirmed that they have the face of Emperor Brother, but with his hair parted differently. Because I have the face blindness. Right. So yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah. I was really not sure. Because it, it kind of looked like it, but I cannot make that kind of assumption. Could you at least tell that they all had the same face? Yes, I knew they all had the same face. I couldn't decide if it was actually the same as Emperor Brother's face or not. Okay. Yeah. I was also glad you guys pointed out the dick zone pincers, because I did not notice that and had to go back. Um, but yeah, didn't expect there to be 15 of them. Uh, felt definitely frustration in that this is clearly the next uh, 15 episodes or so. <laughs> and I don't know, stuff with the gnome hell plot has just gotten off the rails enough. I don't know where anything's going to go next. Yeah. And I don't know what Gonmizers do yet or anything, because the one purple one that Emperor Brother brings to the fight just lights on fire and just continues to be a person on fire. And then the episode ends. So. Ah. Yeah. Right. So 15 clone latex boys are still just a strange mystery that has not particularly been explained. I, I thought that they weren't necessarily going to be on Emperor Brothers side. Cause there is like weird AI voice who says that there was a threat. And I was like, you know, you could have, you could, the Emperor Brother is the threat. But that's not the direction they went in. Fine. Oh, See, and it's a shame because there was a moment in this episode that I would love to tie back to a popular media franchise. And probably it being a spoiler will have expired by the time this episode airs, but I don't know Definitely. that for sure. Definitely. 100%. Pacific Rim 2? 100,000. No. No. Oh, uh, the, the other popular franchise of the day. Yes. yes. Right. Deadpool. With the recent spoiler-ready uh, media. I think you mean Deadpool 4? <laughs> yeah. Deadpool how, 4. Wait, how, how long is it going to take for this episode to come out? Uh, I'm just kind of, you know, hedging my bets <laughs> gotcha. a little bit. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, there's that moment. It's a very Deadpool 4 moment. <laughs> to the point that it broke me right out of it because I have seen so many memes since Deadpool 4 came out <laughs> that were applying this style to all kinds of different characters and all kinds of franchises uh, to the point that every time it still makes me mad because I'm like, God damn it, that was a powerful moment. Don't turn this into a meme. But then Common Rider did it. Yeah. I didn't see the memes until after... I had been told that there was a meme mm. and that the meme was a spoiler. I didn't see the meme to understand which part of the movie was being spoiled. I saw Deadpool oh. 4 on opening night to prevent spoilers. Yeah, I saw Deadpool 4 the day after opening mm. and abstained from internet in the intervening period. I was four to five days after. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that meme is everywhere. <laughs> I, didn't see, I didn't see that meme. Oh, that's good, because it is quite the spoiler. I mean, I assume if you see it without any prior context, you're just like, I don't quite understand. So it wouldn't 100% lessen it. Except for the fact that it is usually very meme and so to see it, and to have to see that moment in Deadpool 4, 
and have your mind go back to like, you know, Super Mario Bros. The movie <laughs> would probably <laughs> probably have taken you out of the real moment. I love so, that movie so much. Too. Wait, why? Why did you go back to Super Mario Bros.? <laughs> it has that scene. It has a scene exactly like it. Apparently, I do not remember that. It does. Which, I mean, I haven't seen the Super Mario Brothers movie in probably minimum of two decades. So okay. There's the effects of the day, you know, so like maybe consider it through that lens. Mm. I felt that knowing Deadpool 5 is going to come out next year sort of lessened the impact of, the, of, of, of Deadpool 4, but, you know, I'm a cynic. Everyone's saying that. But I'm so excited that it's Gwenpool. Oh yeah! I'm, I'm, oh yeah! <laughs> there's there. I was sitting. Okay, so I got to the theater like half an hour early, which I thought would be enough, and because I pre-bought my ticket, and it wasn't like one of those theaters where you get to choose your seat. And I got in, oh, no. and it was completely full, and I had to sit like in the top row, like in one lone seat between like uh, uh, like a couple who were together and this guy who was by himself. And throughout the entire like closing credits. The guy kept periodically going like, "All right, when's all right, Gwenpool? Come on, show us Gwenpool." Oh. And then, and then the tag came along, and I was like, "He's going to be so disappointed." He was like, "Yay, Gwenpool!" And I was like, "All right, fine." Oh. I'm like, "All right, buddy. You know, if you're happy, that's great. You, you saw Gwenpool's logo, and it made you happy. I'm, I'm happy for you, I suppose." We had someone who earlier in Deadpool for. <laughs> When, I love this. Uh, another character, let's call him Cable, okay. looks like he's going to die. Uh, and then spoilers doesn't. Sorry to ah. say that before. Um, <laughs> but at the point that it looked like he was, there was a man in our theater who just started screaming that character, Cable, uh, his name, like, as oh, loud as he, he could. Wow. And oh, no. My family was there together, and we were 50-50. My, my dad and I felt angry because we felt like this guy was being ironic about oh, it. Oh, Gandalf is angry too. Yeah, Gandalf was very upset. Gandalf and I, it was our favorite character actually. So I was incredibly upset. I love Cable. Cable has been my introduction to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and my favorite character. Um, so I felt like this guy was being disingenuous and my mom and my brother thought that he was just that upset, which I could, I could sympathize with. I was that upset. I could have been screaming at the screen, mm. but I didn't. But then when there was the actual, you know, as we've talked about moment in Deadpool 4, the entire theater was dead silent, which was mm. definitely an earnest moment. But I just, yeah, I love that Comic-Con uh, Coast had a Deadpool 4 meme moment, like exactly. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I have to, please, I have to vent that my experience in the theater was my friend and seatmate leaning over to me and saying, is that Dr. Manhattan? <laughs> what please i had to share that please that really happened why that's hilarious uh when i when i went to see it the the first like maybe two minutes there was a problem with the sound it was oh no oh like, it was you could still like the sound was still there but it was kind of scratchy and it was like it was coming out of the wrong speakers so you couldn't really hear it properly. And there was a guy who every like 30 seconds kept shouting, fix the sound. And I'm like, uh, no, there's nobody to hear you say this except the people who are in the theater with you. 
who cannot fix the sound. Shouting fix the effing sound does not help anybody. You will have to yeah, leave the robots, theater and tell Robots someone. do everything now. Like, uh, all of the staff at theaters have been replaced by robots. So, like, there's, there's not even a projectionist. Like, yeah. Like, there's n- like, I've worked at the theater. Who thinks that theaters have staff now? I, I worked at the theater, like, some 14 or 15 years ago. And even then, that wouldn't have worked. Because the projectionist basically starts the movie and walks away because you've got 15 other theaters to run. Uh, okay, wait, you worked in a movie theater. Maybe you can explain this to me. So so I like to stay through all of the credits, not just for Marvel films, yeah. but for all the films. Me too. Because A, I like appreciating what they do with the soundtrack and bringing back the scores, and B, it's just like a respect thing. Sure. Uh, well, uh, music for you. Okay. Yeah, the music's important. Uh, yeah, Gandalf agrees. <laughs> but It sounds like he disagrees. <laughs> No, no, she. definitely in agreement. She. Okay. she. I know it's confusing because Gandalf is yes. boy wizard, but, you know, yeah. such as it is. But, yeah, I, so I stay, and then I often end up with a assortment of theater personnel uh, standing at the exit, just staring at me as I wait for the credits to end. Because we're not allowed, they're, they're not allowed to clean the theater until everybody's gone. Yes. Okay. And then once I stayed during a star wars film with the credits uh and i was even with a friend but they started cleaning and this was fine and then they saw us and started like apologizing profusely and it was like oh man it's cool yeah i guess that's just the thing it's just the rule like you're not because you don't want to bother the patrons and you don't want to make them feel like they're supposed to leave even though you've got 15 other theaters to deal with staring at me from the stairs well they might hate you for being the only person left in the theater they could be cleaning right now okay but still you you can't mind because they're the youths yeah most likely like the youths got nothing on you you could waste their time it's fine i was still trying to figure out if they were the youths or if i was the youths at least the theater by my house that i usually go to and i can't remember can't remember if the other theater I went to recently did this, but they've started turning on the house lights as soon as, as soon as the credits roll, even if there's a post credit sequence, like when I went to see Thor Ragnarok, the, the post credit, like the, the mid credit sequence is very dark and I could barely see it because the lights were on. I'm like, I can barely tell what's going on here. Oh no. That, That credit sequence is stunning. Yeah, I know. I, it's very annoying uh, because you like depending on on the color values you really don't get to see very much and I don't know I don't know why they do it because like it's not like people can't see to get out if you just put like the half lights up like they usually do but they put like practically the full house lights up and it's very irritating because it's robots now and they're binary they don't understand a half light I don't zero no because I've been in a control room and there's switches right <laughs> so I know what you can and can't do Play with me in this space, Adam. It's all robots now. What? It's, 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 it's the future. It's not those robots when that can like, jump on Remember? boxes and stuff, which are cool. What do you mean? What, jump on boxes? You didn't see the, there's, uh, they made like a humanoid robot. And it can, the last like, robot I saw was in Eurovision. It can like jump up oh, on boxes and it did like a somersault off of them. It was amazing. Huh. It says, um, I can't remember what the company's name is, but... It's probably Boston Dynamics. Yeah, the ones that can run and stuff. Hitman? Yeah, Big Dog. 
They're cool. No. Big Dog wouldn't do a backflip. It wasn't actually Big Dog. It no. was one of Big Dog's many good, good siblings. <laughs> oh, I like the little one with the handle that you could just pick up. I like the one that's like a giraffe. It's got a face. and it Wait, no, is that the snake arm one? Yeah, the snake arm one. <laughs> I like my robots humanoid. As I was... As I was saying that, I was like flailing my arm around and making like <laughs> grasping motions with my hand, and then I was like, "This is not a visual medium." It's true. <laughs> Just Thank let you, it be known. Was waving my arm around like a fool. Maybe Gandalf appreciated it. Let's bring it back. Yes, please, please, let's. Deep Specter. Oh. Didn't get okay. to see it. No. Didn't get to see Specter. Just got an icon labeled Deep Specter. There was some awful split-screen edits that serve no purpose. Right. And Taco cried about Emperor Dad dying, even though Pretty Boy didn't cry. And, you know, I will admit, I felt like Pretty Boy wasn't crying more because he was just, like, overwhelmed and that he didn't care. But Taco was crying a whole lot, which is was sad. You know, I over-empathize with every character. Characters crying on screen is cheating. Yes. Beethoven Gnome is back, which I was very excited about in the beginning, and then he did absolutely nothing. Oh, the other shipping note was that uh, the, the rare pair that you guys brought up was Onari and Military Man, because they have a, a moment where Onari gives Military Man some onigiri, because the way to convert bad guys into good guys on Common Rider Ghost is with food. Yeah. Yeah. They're like cats or ducks. <laughs> yes. And so, sure, I'll get behind it. I mean, I ship Onari with Akari, as I've already I know. on. But but I know the one true ship. <gasps> What's the one true ship? Shh. I mean, I'm shipping Mine. Akari with KMS. Ew. <laughs> I have my reasons. Bad. <gasps> no. He likes being slapped. <laughs> oh, he likes it a lot. I didn't want that to be the reason. <laughs> I didn't want she that likes to be slapping. the reason. They're a perfect couple. <laughs> Slappity slap. It's like a Dragon Age 2 rivalments. I mean, that, that wraps it up. <laughs> Thank you. Out <laughs> of any other notes. Oh, I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> sorry. We were supposed to absolve or judge Corey for her crimes, and I feel like now, Corey, you and I need to be a panel for Adam's crimes. Oh, God. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The crimes. The truth was revealed, finally. After all these the years. Truth, the truth on multiple levels is that it is all Adam's fault. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Jazz it. So uh, I'm Coriander Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Epsilar. I'm Adam Wasserman. You can find me on Twitter at Gold Sarcasmium. And I'm Alexi Peppers, and you can find me on Twitter at AM Peppers. Gandalf doesn't have a Twitter. Yeah. What? Why not? Monetize that. If you follow me on Twitter, you can look forward to my uh, quarterly tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I 
should make a Twitter bot for Gandalf. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gandalf yes. should start having her own Twitter that she mans herself. Yeah. I had a Twitter for my cat for a while. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, anyways, goodbye. Bye. Bye.